We're continuing this week in our series entitled Boldness. Last week we talked about amazing boldness and we talked about the boldness of Peter and how God can give ordinary people extraordinary boldness. And I said to us last week that God isn't looking for superstars. He's not looking for super saints. He's just looking for ordinary people that will simply make themselves available so that He can give them His boldness and use them for His glory. I said last week that the key idea or the key thought for this series is simply this. Boldness is behavior born out of belief. Boldness is behavior born out of belief. In other words, what you believe determines how you behave. You see, if you believe God is for you, if you believe that God has anointed you and that God is empowering you, you will act boldly. And if you believe God has empowered you and touched your life with the power of the Holy Spirit, you will be very bold and you will be very courageous and you will go out and do what God has called you to do. I think about Gideon. Gideon thought that he wasn't very valiant. He didn't think of himself as a very bold man, but God said Gideon was valiant. Gideon was bold. And Gideon didn't want to go out and do what God had called him to do, but God had given him power to go out and fight the battle, even with an army of 300 men. And so here's the thing. When God touches our life, we can go and be bold for His glory and for His honor. But tonight we're going to talk about bold prayers. We're going to talk about what it means to pray with boldness and see God do big things in our lives. But if we'd be honest tonight, I believe we'd have to admit that most of our praying is pretty safe rather than bold. Here's what I mean. We'll pray things like this, God be with me. Isn't that what we say? And I wonder how many times God hears us say, say that, pray that, and He maybe scratches His head or He looks at us and He wonders how often are you going to pray that. Every day of your life you've said, God be with me, yet I've said in my word I'll never leave you nor forsake you, yet we constantly pray, God be with me. It's a safe prayer, isn't it? We'll pray safe prayers like this, God help me. Nothing wrong with it, but kind of safe. Or God give me direction. We all need direction from time to time. We need wisdom to know how to make the right choice, but these are pretty safe prayers. God give me traveling mercies. Nothing wrong with it. But these are pretty safe prayers. They're not that bold. And so here's the key thought for the sermon tonight, for the message tonight. What you pray for reflects what you believe about God. What you pray for reflects what you believe about God. Let me illustrate it this way. If we pray selfish prayers, it believes that God exists for us. You see, when we pray simply about our needs and our own little world and our own little wants and we give no thought to anybody else, but it's all about me, myself, and I. We believe that God simply exists for us. And we treat God like He's a genie in a bottle. We're just going to kind of rub the lamp and...
God's going to grant us our three wishes or he's a cosmic Coke machine. We're going to push the button and God's going to spit out the answer. Or we pray small prayers. And it demonstrates a lack of faith in a big God. What I just talked about, God be with me. God protect me. Small praying. And it really doesn't show that we believe God is big and all-powerful because we pray real small prayers. Or how about when we rarely pray? That shows and demonstrates that we don't really believe that God answers prayer. Think about it. That if we don't talk to Him, it shows that I don't think He answers. I don't think He hears. But then there's this kind of praying. What I call last resort praying. When you hear people say, all we can do now is pray. I've tried everything else and it didn't work, so I guess we'll just pray now. Not much confidence in God, is it? Not much faith in God when you say all we can do now is pray. Can I tell you, these kinds of praying aren't bold praying. These kinds of praying reflect that we believe God only answers certain kinds of prayers if He answers at all. So I want to ask you tonight, I want you to think about everything that you've prayed for in the last week. For some of us, it may not be that much because we've rarely prayed. But think about what you've asked God for this past week. And if God answered every one of your prayers, if God said yes to everything that you've prayed for in the past week, would the world be any different? I'm not talking about your world. Your own little world that we get wrapped up in. I'm talking about the world. Let me frame it this way. Would the United States be any different because of what we prayed? in the past week. You see, the fact is, we pray selfishly most often. We get focused on our needs. We get focused on our circumstances. We get focused on our situations. We let our prayers get centered in our own little world. We get caught up in our own little bubble. And so if God said yes to everything that we prayed for in the last week, can I tell you, my life would be much better off. Your life would be much better off, wouldn't it? Listen, your body would be healed. Right? You'd have all the money you need in the bank. All your relationships would be perfect. Come on now. If God said yes to everything we pray, listen, life would be perfect tonight, wouldn't it? But how much in the world would be different? Probably not much. Why? Because we're selfish when it comes to praying. But here's the thing. If we want to make a difference in the world, we've got to pray big prayers. And that means we can't pray prayers that simply focus on ourselves. You know, when Jesus taught His disciples how to pray, and He taught us how to pray in Matthew chapter 6, 
He said, pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. In other words, praying's not about your will, it's not about my will, it's about the will of God being done on earth as it is in heaven. It's about what God wants, not what you want or I want. And I believe if we're going to get God's will done, we've got to learn how to pray boldly and courageously and learn how to pray big prayers so that God can move. And so when we get to the book of Acts chapter 4, we know that Peter and John have been arrested. And the reason they've been arrested is because they healed a lame man in Acts chapter 3. And so they're arrested because of this great miracle. They stand before the Sanhedrin and the Sanhedrin, the council of that day, tells them, hey, you can't preach anymore in the name of Jesus because they were asked, by what power or authority have you done this miracle? And I like how Peter responded. I talked about it last week. He said, it's through Jesus, the one you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you whole. In other words, you killed Jesus, but he's back, and his power healed this man and caused him to walk again. And so because they preached Jesus, the council said, you can't preach in the name of Jesus anymore. But here's the thing, they couldn't punish them. They sought a way to punish them, but they couldn't think of a way to punish them. And so they simply threatened them, don't preach in that name anymore, and then they let them go. And then we pick up here in verse 23 and 24, and we read these words. It says, on their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. And when they heard this, notice this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them. Notice that they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Listen, there's something about praying together. There's something about corporate prayer. Listen, I'm glad that I can pray by myself. I'm glad that we can pray as individuals. I'm glad that Jesus has, that if we'll go into our private chamber, that God will open up his favor upon our life in public. But I believe there's something great and something powerful that takes place when we come together corporately and begin to lift up our voices in one accord to the Father. In fact, the Holy Spirit was poured out on the day of Pentecost when? When they were in a prayer meeting. I believe something powerful happens when we pray corporately. In fact, the Bible says in Matthew 18, 19 and 20, it says, Truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. You see, good, it's good to pray by ourselves, but I believe sometimes it's better to pray with other people around you. I believe something happens when your faith connects with my faith and our faith all joins together and we touch the throne of God and God begins to pour out His power and God begins to pour out His blessing because here's the thing, sometimes my faith is weak, my faith is down, my faith is low, but when I can connect with somebody else and we can get in one mind and one accord, God shows up and God does something magnificently in our lives when we pray together. Notice they call God sovereign Lord. That word sovereign simply means that God is in control. That God rules and God reigns and God is the man. God has the final say. And you see, I believe that 
Because God is sovereign, we can pray boldly. Because God is in control, we can believe that God will answer our prayers. I believe we can pray bold prayers and big prayers because God is in control. See, I believe we can pray boldly because God has the final say. Amen? And so I want to give you two bold prayers that we should pray for. Two bold prayers that I believe you and I as followers of Christ, you and I as the Jefferson Church of God, should be praying. Number one, we should pray for boldness. We should pray for boldness. Look at verse 29 of chapter 4. It says, Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Now think about this. Aren't they already bold? Aren't they already full of courage? Isn't boldness what got them in trouble to begin with? Wasn't their boldness that got them arrested? Wasn't their boldness what got them thrown into jail? And so you would think they'd pray for safety. You'd think they'd say, God, protect us. Or maybe they'd say, God, why don't you make things a little easier for us? Maybe they should pray, God, why don't you change the council's mind and how they feel about us? Or maybe they should pray, God, why don't you just move the council out the way completely? That's not what they prayed. They said, God, give us greater boldness. God, give us greater courage. They want greater boldness and greater power to speak the Word of God without fear. They're already bold, but they want to be even bolder. They're already courageous, but they want even greater courage. My God, I wish people in this world today would want greater courage and want greater boldness. But here's the thing, when the world tells us to shut up, we shut up. But these people here, they've been threatened, they've been faced with death, and they pray, God, give us greater boldness. They don't pray for easier life. They say, God, whatever they throw our way, whatever they bring on, give us greater boldness that we might speak the word. They've been told, don't preach in that name. And they say, we ought to obey God rather than man. God, give us greater boldness. So let me ask you tonight, have you ever prayed for boldness? fact is, most people never have. Why? Well, they never thought to. I mean, let's be honest tonight. Boldness isn't at the top of most people's prayer list. When most people give prayer requests, they don't usually ask to be prayed to have boldness, do they? We just don't think to ask. But isn't that what they prayed for? God give us boldness. But here's another thing. People don't pray for boldness because it's, it's scary to pray for boldness. Praying for boldness can be dangerous. Because here's the thing. What if God actually answers and makes you bold? Then what are you going to do? Listen to me. When you pray for boldness and God answers, you might find yourself in the daily section at the grocery store praying for people or leading people to Jesus. And so it gets scary to pray for boldness. Because here's the thing, I believe God answers that kind of praying. And so it gets scary to say, God, make me bold. God, use me that way. And so a lot of people don't want to pray for it. 
You see, we, we tend to shy away of asking God to make us full because we, we don't want to be a religious fanatic. We don't want to be a Jesus freak. And so we, 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 we tend to take our foot off the pedal and say, God, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want that. People don't pray for boldness also because boldness is for the sake of others. You see, we, you and I don't need boldness if we're going to remain silent. We don't need boldness if we're going to hang out in the four walls of the church and never engage our culture. Right? You see, we, got, we, we need boldness to share the gospel with lost people. We need boldness to speak up when the world's telling us to be quiet. You see, boldness typically isn't for me. It's not for you. It's for somebody else. You see, boldness is all about others. And so again, most of our praying gets selfish. God bless me. God heal me. God help me get the job. God protect my family. God meet my needs. Nothing wrong with those things. But I want us to start praying that God will make us bold. I want us to pray that God would use us. I want us to pray that God would give us the courage to speak His Word without fear. Listen to me. I don't want us to pray that God would make things easier. I want us to pray that God would make us bold to face whatever opposition comes our way. Phillips Brooks, he wrote this, Don't pray for easy lives. Pray to be, pray to be stronger men and women. Do not pray for tasks equal to your powers. Pray for powers equal to your tasks. End of quote. That's what I want us to pray for. God, give me the power to face whatever i got to face. And I believe when we pray for boldness, God will give us boldness. But here's the second thing I think we should pray for. Not only pray for boldness, but pray for miracles. Pray for miracles. Look at verse 30. He said, Stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. So not only did they ask for greater boldness, they prayed and asked God to perform signs and wonders. They asked God to demonstrate His power through their lives. They wanted God to show up and show out in power. They wanted God to give evidence that He was with them and working through them. Can I tell you, that's my heart's desire, is that God would show up and give evidence that His power is among His people, that His power is with us. Listen, I don't want to just talk about what God did. I want there to be demonstration of what God is doing. Amen. You see, I get, I get tired of having to talk about stories of 50 years ago and 75 years ago of what God did and what God was able to do. I believe that He's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what He did, He's still able to do. I want there to be a demonstration of His power in 2020 that God can show up and move in our lives and in our services today. But we need to be people who pray for miracles and pray for supernatural things to take place because our God is still on the throne. He is still sovereign Lord. He's still King of kings. He's still the Lord of glory. He's still the hope of this world. He's still the one that does all that He's ever done. He's still the God of the impossible. And we need to believe Him for miracles. But could it be tonight that we don't see miracles because we don't pray enough for miracles? Or maybe it's because we only ask for miracles for ourselves. 
Because you'll notice they're not praying for miracles for themselves. They're praying for signs and wonders to be done as they preach the gospel. It's not so they can have a better life. It's so that God's power can be seen and demonstrated and everybody else know that God is among them. You see, I believe that if we'll be bold for God, God will demonstrate His power through us. Amen? You see, I believe if we'll pray for boldness and then be bold, God will validate Himself. Not that He has to, but I believe He'll validate Himself through His power, with His power. Amen? You see, if we'll just do God's work, God will show up. So here's the thing. We should pray for miracles. And then be the vessel that God uses to work through to perform the miracle. Because that's what they did. They said, God, stretch forth your hand to heal. So who are they, uh, who are they credit, crediting the miracle to? God. God, stretch forth your hand to heal. But who did God work through? The ones who prayed for boldness. You see, here's the thing. God don't need us, but God don't want to do it without us. And so if we'll pray for boldness and then say, God, I'll go, God will use you to work the miracle. Hallelujah. Look at Mark 16, verse 17 and 18. He just told them, I believe in verse 16, go go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And then he says this, these signs will accompany or follow those who believe. In my name, they'll drive out demons. They'll speak in new tongues. They'll pick up snakes with their hands. Let me just say, I'm not taking up a snake, but I believe like Apostle Paul in, was it, Acts chapter 27 or Acts 28, when he's gathering firewood and, firewood and the, uh, the viper latches on, he shakes it off into the fire and no hurt comes to him. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. Let me just say this. I believe if we're out ministering, especially with this outbreak, this pandemic is going on, I believe if we were... Listen, I, I, let me just say this. I know they've shut down Spring Hill, but I believe if I felt led of the Lord to go in there and begin to pray for people and minister to people, I don't care if all of them contracted. If God led me to go in there and pray for them, I believe He'll protect me from it. And I believe that's where this comes in. That if you're out there on a foreign mission uh, country somewhere and you're eating things that you don't know what you're eating taking things into your body that you don't know what you're taking in, that God will supernaturally protect you. But it's in the context of doing His work. Do you see that? While you're going out living for Him, sharing the gospel, being bold. I ain't talking about being stupid and foolish, but going out doing His work. It will not hurt them at all. Those They will place their hands on sick people. And they might get well. Is that what it says? They will get well. These signs will follow those that believe. Now listen, we're not chasing signs. But it says signs should follow us. You see, when we live boldly for God and do what God has called us to do, I believe miracles and signs will follow. But here's the question. Why don't we pray for miracles? Oh, I know we pray for our own healing and we pray for God to do supernatural things in our lives and we we pray for people at church, but why why don't we just pray for miracles 
in general. And here's the thing, a, a miracle is something that cannot be naturally explained. That, that's a miracle. Something that you just cannot naturally explain. Well, here's a, here's a couple reasons why people don't pray for miracles. Some people don't believe in miracles. The fact is, there's a lot of people who don't believe that God can still do what He's always done. And the fact is, there's a lot of people who sit on church pews that don't think God can do it anymore. And there's a lot of people that preach that God don't do those things anymore. They, they believe that God don't move supernaturally anymore, that God don't heal, that God don't uh, work miracles, that the gifts of the Spirit are no longer in operation today. But here's the thing, some people don't pray for miracles because they don't want to be disappointed. In other words, I don't, I don't want to pray for a miracle and then God not do it and feel let down. Listen, we should never fear God saying no to keep us from pay, praying for miracles. Listen, God may sometimes say no and sometimes God may not do it. Listen, we should never let the fear of Him saying no keep us from praying big, bold prayers. You see, our faith has to be big enough to handle that sometimes God says no. But don't stop praying for a miracle. Amen? I'm going to keep praying for miracles. But let me also say this. Because I've used this phrase before, and, and, and many of you have. But we'll use this phrase in prayer. God, if it be your will. And here's the thing. What, we use that phrase, and we tend to use it because we, 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 we want to let God off the hook if He doesn't do it. Just pray for a miracle. And leave it up to God whether or not He does it. Don't try to give God an escape out of it by saying, God, if it be your will, just pray for what you need and just believe God for it. And let God do what God wants to do. But believe. Amen. Pray big prayers. Pray for miracles. And if He says no, just remember He's in control. He's in control. Let me give you this third thing, and we'll close. Bold prayers lead to bold results. Bold prayers lead to bold results. Look at verse 31. It says, after they prayed, I like that phrase. I tell you, nothing happened until you pray. <laughs> oh, I feel here. After they pray, not before, but but after they pray. Why ain't this happening in my life, preacher? Have you prayed about it? Have you asked God? Listen, you have not because you asked not. After they, after they pray. Ask and you'll receive. Seek, you'll find. Knock and the door will be open after they pray. The place where they were meeting was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the Word of God. And then chapter 5 verse 12 says, The apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders among God responded to their bold praying. After they prayed, God came down, shook the place where they were meeting. 
I can only imagine what that was like. It says they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Not a one was left out. They were all filled. I've never been in a service like that. I would love to see a service where everybody is filled with the Holy Spirit. I've been in some good services where you get a, a few get filled and a few get excited and a few experience God moving in their midst, but I'd love to see everybody get filled. But what does it say? They spoke the Word of God boldly. Isn't that what they prayed for? And then 5.12 tells us that they perform signs and wonders. Isn't that what they asked for? And so here's the thing. They prayed boldly and God responded boldly. God's response matched their kind of praying. I'll say to us tonight, if we want a bold response from heaven, we need to be bold in our praying. And so if we pray very little, we'll see very little answers. If we pray more, we'll see more answers. If you pray small prayers, you'll see small answers. If you'll pray big prayers, you'll see big answers. If you pray bold prayers, you'll see bold answers. God responds to the kind of praying that we do. Amen? And I believe that God delights in us praying bold prayers. I believe God's willing to answer bold prayers. I believe I can take you into the Word of God and show you that many times over God answered bold praying. Elijah steps on the scene. And he said, it will not rain until I pray again. And for three and a half years it did not rain. But then he prayed again and the heavens brought forth rain. Listen, that's some bold praying. First Kings 18, he's on Mount Carmel. He's up against the prophets of Baal. They're chanting and dancing and cutting themselves and doing all these things, trying to get fire to fall from heaven. He rebuilds the altar. He saturates it with water. And prays a simple prayer, around 63 words. And fire falls from heaven. That's bold praying. How about Joshua chapter 10? He's fighting against the Amorites and there's not enough daylight yet to defeat them in battle. And he looks to heaven and says, Sun, stand still. And the sun stood in the sky and did not go down until they defeated the Amorites. That's some bold praying. Listen, God answers bold prayers. You see, we serve a big God who responds to big prayers. And so as I close tonight, I would say to us, in fact, I want to challenge us. Pray big prayers. Pray bold prayers. You see, I want us to believe God for big things. I want us to believe that God's not done with our church yet. I want us to believe that God's not finished in this place. You may have given up hope. I haven't. 
Because we serve a God that is able to do exceeding, abundantly, above all that we what? Ask or think. I serve a God that can exceed my expectations. And so why am I going to confine myself to praying for little old simple things? When God says, I can do above and beyond what you ask for faith. That means no matter how big I can dream it, Sister Mary, God can go beyond it. That means if I can dream of a church of a hundred people, God can exceed it. And some of you might think, preacher, that's foolish. My God can do it. Amen. You see, I want us to believe that our God is all-powerful. That He's all-knowing. That He's ever-present. And there's nothing too hard for Him. I want us that when we pray to understand that what we pray for reflects what we believe about Him. And if you believe He's big, I want you to pray big. If you believe He's supernatural, I want you to pray for supernatural things. If you believe He's a healer, I want you to pray for healing. I want us to pray bold prayers and make a big difference. Amen? Stand with me.